welcome back to the Grave Consequences podcast. My name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Caleb B. Follow my co-host, friend, and producer, Greg, at xmaserati. Follow the show at GC underscore cast on Twitter. And as always, check me out every Wednesday night right after AEW Dynamite on Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. That is a hero movie-based podcast. Today, we are here to review Season 3, Episode 9 of Lucha Underground, of course. And the working title of that episode was Loser Leaves Lucha. But Greg, I believe you had uh, you had an alternate title picked out this week. That is correct. We are going to go with uh, a phrase that Matt Stryker says early in the episode, and I and I was just telling you I could not tell you for the life of me uh, what it was in reference to. I think they were talking about the main event, uh, but we're going to be titling this uh, "Corduroy Pillows Leave a Lot of Headlines." Yeah, that's a direct quote from Matt Stryker. It's a gem. Absolutely. So, again, as the title suggests, loser loser leaves lucha. Big main event tonight, and as such, Chavo Guerrero Senior is in the temple. Matt Stryker is introing us into the show, and Dario cuts him off. I love it. I think this is the first time we've seen that happen. It was very strange the way he did it, um, but <laughs> I think it was an ad lib, and I think it was pretty funny though. Basically, yeah. just said, "Shut up." Exactly, yeah. And Dario cuts him off because Dario is standing next to the Dial of Doom, and we're getting one more spin before Aztec Warfare. And this spin lands on Dario's choice. And, uh, you know, Dario got to thinking, he's like, well, I could do Pentagon, but, you know, my brother's already beaten Pentagon Dark. But this gave me an idea. How about we give an opportunity to someone who's never had an opportunity like this before? And as such, <laughs> Dario Cueto has decided to give a title shot to Cortez Castro with a broken arm. Yeah, they they uh hype they 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 went after Castro. I mean, I I guess this was a good opening match. Uh yeah. it's continuing a storyline I don't care about. Yeah, uh, I don't think we've gotten to the payoff either for it. Uh, I think that's yeah. Actually, you could argue we never got to the payoff of that of that uh, storyline. True. I, uh, if you narrow it down to uh, Cortez Castro, uh, he has some more stuff that happens. I don't know. This is just one of the weakest storylines. It's nothing wrong of it. Terribly wrong of it. This was a f- interesting opening match, and it was. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was a pretty fun match. Uh, it's interesting seeing him as an underdog because he has this uh, face about him that just makes him better as a villain. Not saying mm-hmm. he's ugly, but just his facial expressions. He's better as a as an evil character. I mean, he Def- he could make creepy facial expressions. Yeah, no, he's definitely a rudo. And the thing of this match here is this was just pure domination. And <laughs> bro, Matanza broke the cast. He just bent his arm back and just <laughs> broke it. Yeah. It was that weird was that they had them. a blood stain on it, though. It's like, that wouldn't... Unless he has a bone sticking out, why is there blood? I, I, I exactly. They went a little over the top. It's like an idea of, like, oh, what would a... If you asked a kid what the inside of a cast would look like, you know? Yeah, and I could see if, like, it was reconstructive surgery, right? 
Yeah. And they were cutting yeah. you open and putting stuff, inserting like a metal rod or something. Uh, you know, but I, I don't think that's what happened. Yeah. Now, what's funny is Cortez actually got a, a short-lived hope spot, and Vampiro was actually, and I love when color guys will do this. I really do. But color guys will just get so enthused when when a baby face has a hope spot, and they will like actively start rooting for someone because again, this this is a scripted sport. So you know, seeing that you know that enthusiasm, feeling that enthusiasm, and seeing that uh, that energy from the color guys always a, a great sight to behold, in my opinion. I loved when Jerry Lawler would do it with like basically any John Cena match. I'm going to be honest with you, and I was glad to see it here as well. Uh, but hope was very short-lived like i said it was mostly from pieces of the uh cast pardon me and just like i said short-lived hope wrath of the gods and matanza is still the lucha underground champion i think i brought this up to you before but i I, i'm pretty sure it was in, in some of the recent episodes how I said, you know, it would probably be better if Matanza's finishers were like uh, a German suplex or even a, a super crazy lariat. I feel uh, like, and this is nothing against you, but I feel like every time we, we talk about Matanza, we're like, what about his finisher? No, I, I, you are right. I do come back to it because I, I I meant to bring this. I, I was I didn't leave a note, uh, but I wanted to talk about Matanza. I actually really like him. Like yep. I'm a complete one. This is just like how I felt about who was the other wrestler I did. We did a complete 180 on in Hernandez. season one. Hernandez, yeah. Like I've, dude, I I've been enjoying these open challenges. I, I think I I like like when John Cena was doing open challenges, when yeah. Cody was doing open challenges. I kind of love open challenges. Um, they 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 kind of force the writing and the creative to build people up. Yeah. It's simple and easy. It gives people, even in losing opportunities, hope spots and visible pins, like, you know, when they kick out because of something, but it looks like it could be a pin. It gives credibility to moves and finishers. And unfortunately with Cortez, I think they're trying to build him up, but they just don't really succeed very well, uh, in my yeah. opinion. But uh, I'm, I, I love Matanza in season three. And, um, you know, I think upon rewatching it, he's taken the place of Pentagon just because we know what Pentagon does. I still love Pentagon junior. I'm still a fan of him, even though yeah. we joke about it a lot. Uh, I still, he's still one of my top wrestlers, but Matanza is just, this is the best I've ever seen of Jeff Cobb. Frankly, I haven't yeah. seen his recent stuff in new Japan and there's never been anything wrong with him. I do not mean to imply that. I just, I'm, if you were to tell me this, this was, if I didn't know, and you were to tell me that this Matanza was Jeff Cobb now, I'd be surprised because just the way yeah. he wrestles, he wrestles like a monster, like Jason, uh, like a horror monster. And in this match, even though I've been critical of uh, Tour of the Islands, this was the best one. I think it yeah. looks better on smaller wrestlers than on bigger yeah. guys. Well, inherently it does because Jeff Cobb is going to be able to like rotate them more. Uh, yeah. It, this is just uh, again like it, it, I don't think it's been a great finisher before, but here it looked fine. Uh, it looked yeah. amazing actually. Mm-hmm. Well, after after the match, Matanza is posturing, and and so is Dario. They're they're posturing over Cortez Castro, 
And Dario says, hey, you know, come back as soon as you can and get plenty of rest under covers, rat. Yeah, I, I this actually made me wonder how much the audience knows about the other storylines. Yeah, it's. I wonder how much of that they had filmed before. Season three started airing on television. Because there's a few moments i'm not sure if it's in this episode or next episode but where i feel like uh even though they don't show us i'm 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 almost certain they had to have had segments that they didn't film or that that they didn't send just so that they would clue the audience into what's happening uh just be just because like that was kind of cool and it did you know continue that storyline uh and frankly knowing what happens in the future he kind of got off easy actually if you really think about how Matanza treats people later on <laughs> <laughs> or even in the past, I'm pretty sure he's eating people, right? Well, didn't he kill his mom? Like, come on, dude. Yeah, true. I, I, I mean, in the match though. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. No, you're right. You're right. Mm. Pardon uh, just me, considering that it's Lucha Underground. It's it. I understand what they, what they were trying to go for. But it's just tame in comparison to stuff they've done in the past. So it kind of just, you know, it it just kind of went out with a whimper. Yeah. A little bit. So after that, we cut to Dario's office. And Dario and Joey Ryan are laughing in there. And Son of Havoc, they're laughing because, like, oh, the plan's coming together. Son of Havoc walks in with Masquerita Sagrada. And he's coming in on behalf of Masquerita. Uh, short jokes uh, ensue. Dari, uh, he's like, "Hey, like, I want, I want Wagner, and if I, you know, after I beat Wagner, he's like, yeah, you know, I want Wagner, and Masquerita wants Famous B. Dario's like, no, like they're Famous B is almost retired. Anyway, Dario sounds resistant at first, but then he like immediately caves in. He's just like. Okay, yeah, you'll get Wagner, and whoever wins gets to pick the stipulation for the Famous B and Masquerita Sagrada match. So, kind of a weird interaction. Yeah, it's it's uh, not a lot of, I guess the word's not fanfare, but it just kind of just comes together. Yeah. Which is yeah. fine. It's wrestling. It can, it can sometimes that's got to happen to move on to the next match, but this is... It's fine. Let's just say it's fine. <laughs> I just... Oh, by the way, Dario's like, hey, you see, I never do anything half-assed. Mm-hmm. He's always yeah. got to get that last yeah. thing in there. Yeah, for sure. After that, we cut to Prince Puma in the ring, and he is ready to talk, and Prince Puma clearly just bit on what Vampiro said to him before. He immediately, he's just like, I want no more at this in grave consequences. A dumb request. Uh, he's yeah. already had the clean, the like perfect clean win over Mill, mm-hmm. uh, and in the, that's going to be uh, next episode. Um, yes, yes. It's it actually after everything's all said and done, I love what they did and why they did it, and I'll go into more detail when they do it. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things. Like you can clearly see, like Vampiro's got his hooks in Prince Puma right now. Yep, gaslighting works. <laughs> that's why people do it they don't do it because they're bored they do it because it works duly noted duly noted uh let's see here 
Katrina appears and gladly accepts. And when this is at, when Mil Muertes in a three-piece suit, a.k.a. the drip, runs in. We get a face-off. But Prince Puma actually holds court. Yeah, he, he this is the strongest Prince Puma we've ever seen. Like, and I think he's oh, I, yeah, he's he's also just it's it's incredible how how high on the card he belongs now that he's no longer fighting from underneath. I love it. No. You were absolutely right. You were absolutely right. And we are on to Dr. Wagner Jr. versus Son of Havoc. I loved there was a line in the famous B introduction of uh, Dr. Wagner Jr. He re- he referred to him as the board certified breaker of dreams. I'm I I caught that. I didn't know what that was in uh, reference to though. Um, no, just you know, board certified doctor, that sort of thing. That's uh, what I assume. Uh, I didn't know if Pat- the uh, breaker of dreams was a reference to something. Uh, I don't know. Okay. See, now I'm curious. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. You're welcome. Mm. And Son of Havoc, I believe this is, it's according to someone on commentary. I didn't uh, accredit it to anyone in particular, but it feels like a striker line uh, that Son of Havoc is bringing a little back up. <laughs> I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, okay, so this match was really good. Did you notice the the mask discussion? Between Stryker and Vampiro during this match? Yeah. Uh, I kind of considered it a throwaway. Did you get anything out of it besides Vamp talking about old retro yeah. masks? I mean, the only thing I, I got out but this is interesting. You know, it's it's uh, it, it may be throwaway, but it was very informative. Talking about how these old masks that, you know, like you don't have a mouth on this thing. Like it's going to affect your breathing. So like your cardio improves as a result so i just thought that was interesting i could see that yeah which uh, it makes sense it makes sense i don't know what kind of training you got to do to be in shape to do a wrestling match besides doing wrestling matches because we've seen wrestlers come back in great condition and oh. kind of be sucking air after mm-hmm. a while uh mm-hmm. the rock i think edge a little bit uh other wrestlers too and, and they're in perfect shape it's just I think there's so much cardio and stamina and endurance needed for a wrestling match. Yeah. It's hard to kind of know what kind of actual just basic exercises you would need to do the, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, this was, this, there was a lot of interference here and a lot of back and forth with famous B and Masquerita. This match was fine. Uh, ultimately son of havoc got the win with the shooting star press and next week, folks, we have Believer's Backlash. And this isn't quite like the first one we had in Season 1 with Drago and Hernandez. This isn't going to be straps necessarily. This is going to be anything the fans bring with them. And having already seen next week's episode, it's going to get really good. Oh, it, it, it's funny you say that because we I forgot all about this match. Or when we were going to... When you brought it up, I was like, crap, I forgot everything that happened in this match just because the follow-up match is so much better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But also, and this was worth noting, I believe this was Dr. Wagner Jr.'s first loss here in the Temple. Was he in an Aztec Warfare before? No. No, he Did debuted at the end of Season 2 last year. Then you might be right. Yeah. I mean, this may only be like his third match in the Temple, but... 
still. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, reminder, you need to follow follow the White Rabbit. And apparently the rabbit told this man to go fight in the temple. And it's clearly Paul London, former WWE tag team champion. I know him from the independent scene. He was in uh, EC, ECWA or, or whatever. It was a East Coast promotion. I went and I saw him, Christopher Daniels, and a guy called Chance Beckett, or Chance mm-hmm. Bennett, who had an awesome submission. It's like a, uh, it's the one where you do like a, a sharpshooter, but you're you're holding their their legs with your hands and you're folding them forward. You're facing towards their head. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Describe that again. You kind of like you twist their legs around, and instead of sitting on their back and holding their legs back, so you're... we've got them in like a reverse crab position. Yes, if they're in the crab, they're in a crab. They're in the same exact position, but instead yeah. of you, instead of you facing away from them, you're facing towards them, and you're just yeah. you're holding their their hand their legs almost like uh, over your shoulder. Yes, yeah. it's it's a cool looking submission move, and the guy's chin got messed up. He was bleeding profusely, but they continued the match. And I saw Paul London and uh, Christopher Daniels in their prime in that match, and. and Man, Paul uh, uh, Paul London was just like Ricochet and Osprey back then. Mm. Yeah, I've heard good things about his independent stuff, but I never saw him outside of uh, WWE. Although I did see a PWG vignette that he did with Brian Danielson, where they were clearly both like stoned out of their gourd. <laughs> I believe it. I will send it to you, and uh, you'll let me know after we're done. Uh, on to the oh, by the way, TikTok they'll be here soon, so. Someone else is with them. Uh, <laughs> on to the main event. And this is Loser Leaves Lucha. Chavo Guerrero Jr. versus Rey Mysterio Jr. And Marty Elias is the ref. And you immediately know this because... Not immediately. But when the false finish comes around and Chavo Sr. runs interference. And hits his own son with a chair. And Marty calls for the DQ. This is the second time Marty's called for a DQ and Dario came out and he's like, hey, what the hell? Like, no, we're not doing that. This was a smart plan on the Guerrero's part, but it didn't pay off, eh, obviously. But I do like the continuity of Dario continuing to be pissed. Like, don't call for DQs in the main event. Like, stop. Yeah, it's I like that's one of the reasons we like Dario is because he's layered. He's not just it's too many times people are heels just because they're supposed to be heels. Yeah. Like all the heels getting along and always teaming up or always doing the heel thing. It's he's a promoter. He he doesn't want he likes violence. He's not gonna be like, oh great, you you screwed over a baby face. I love it. You know, mm-hmm. because I'm evil and you're evil and we're evil together. Like that's that's yeah. lame. This made I mean, more sense, you know. Yeah. And no, Dario, like you said, he is layered because like for over a two full seasons now like, he's had had a vendetta against Johnny Mundo because of something he did in, like, the fourth episode of the show, even though Johnny was a, has been a Rudo since the second half of season one. Yeah. That's a very good point. It's He's been consistent with, like, you know, you screwed me over. You know, I'm not going to do you any favors because of it, bro. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he gave him one title shot, and that was it. Um, what do we think of the uh, the finish of this match? The I, to me, it was just classic Chavo and Ray stuff. 
it was fine, and this might be his Chavo's second best match behind think, Cage. Yeah, that Cage match was pretty good. Yeah, um, and there was nothing technically wrong with this match. It was fine. Uh, yeah. It's just it was Chavo and Rey Mysterio. Uh, you know, like as soon as Rey was trusting his uh, Chavo Senior, you're like, "What are you doing? Come on!" Yeah, Rey <laughs> Myster- like it's like, are you like the Mexican Sting? What's your problem? <laughs> it it was stupid, and I, and the, at the beginning of the episode, they showed the flashback where he's like Chavo. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. fine. It's just there's so much better stuff, and you're building up Rey Mysterio. You don't really need to do that. Maybe no. you're just giving Chavo a send off. It's fine. That's 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 how I feel about it. It's fine. I'm not yeah. going to recommend it. I'm not going to chastise it or say anything's wrong with it because technically there's nothing wrong with it. It's just I'm not into it. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm working a new shift. Uh, it's like 5 o'clock p.m. over here in Oklahoma, and I am tired because of this new shift that I work. But that being said, that that is the show. That's the episode, right? Yeah. And uh, I'm ready to grade if you, if you were. I don't remember anything else happening. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, this was solid. I'm going to give this a B, man. Like, There's nothing like offensive about this show, but there's also nothing super memorable. I'm going to have to give it a C just because it's, you know, I think it's it's there. Yeah. Uh, and I got nothing bad to say about it. But if you skipped it to go to the next episode, you're fine. So I have a theory and we've already kind of discussed a little bit about next week's episode. But I have a theory that how much you loved next week's episode kind of. Uh, put a damper on this one. It did. No doubt. Because uh, we watch these in twos, so we kind of compare them both to each other. Yeah, I, I think it, normally I would try to judge everything in a vacuum, but I think it actually helps me yeah. to scale things. I think we may have given – well, actually, no, I think we did a good job of grading, but I want to avoid giving everything like, oh, this is great, or this was good, this was good, because not everything's good. Sometimes yeah. things just are, mm. and I think this episode is one of those. Like, If you're uh, enjoying it or if you did enjoy it, it's, it's a retro show, a uh, retro review, but – uh, if you were someone to that's like I want I need to watch every episode, you're gonna be fine. It's a it's a perfectly fine episode. But if you're someone that's like no, I just want to watch the best of Lucha Underground, you're okay to skip it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, folks, that is the show. Make sure you check out everything here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Rate, review, follow on uh, Apple Podcast, you know whatever other podcast app you use. We appreciate it. Give us 10 stars. We want 10 stars, man. Yeah, and definitely don't go and rate the other shows one star less than us. Exactly, exactly. Definitely don't do that. Uh, Get us up to those JRE numbers. We're trying to uh, move to a compound Um, (laughs) in Austin. Now, that being said, I want to thank, again, thank you guys for listening. And just know that, like, if you end up in a ring with Matanza Cueto, You might suffer grave consequences.